one of the pastors here. What a lovely, lovely big bunch of people coming out Christmas morning. I understand we've got a birthday today as well. Abby McGinley. Oh, no, no, no. Imagine if we lived in total darkness. I mean, real darkness. Not turn the light out darkness, but turn the sun out darkness. Maybe I could go and live underground in a cave. Maybe you could come with me, and it would be absolutely black. Are you up for that? Yeah, but just imagine it would never rain down there, so you'd never need an umbrella, you'd never need a raincoat. The temperature will be the same all year round. There'll be no hot sun to burn you or cold, slippy pavements. And there'll be no one else to bother us because we'd be there all on our own. Who'd like to come? Not many takers. Okay, yeah, Graham and me so far. <laughs> well, let me just show you what I mean. So to help me here, I need two volunteers, and they need to be something like six, seven, or eight years of age. They need to come to the front. Six, seven, or eight. Have I got? Yep, do you want to come? Two boys. And I know there's more. These were the first hands I saw, so I'm really sorry. Oh, next time. Oh, so many. So many. Okay. What you're going to need to do is wear a blindfold. So one of you over here, can I give you the blindfold? And one over here, we're going to put a blindfold on you. And make it as if we'd turn the sunlight out. That's it. So what's your name? Christian. Christian. Let's hear it for Christian. And over here we have... Jonathan. Jonathan. How many fingers am I holding up, Christian? One. One. How many am I holding up, Jonathan? Uh, five. Five. Close. Okay. Right, your challenge is to help us figure out whether it's okay to be in the dark is... I want you to find the Christmas present and unwrap it, please. I know it. Go on, help them. They don't know where it is. No, it's, it's that way. I'm pushing you in the right way. Okay, then, let's have that present unwrapped. Oh, there's a bit of fighting here. Now we need to open the box next to see what's inside. That's it. Put it on the chair so everyone can see. That's it. 
Let's get that box open, see what's inside. Whoa. Yeah, unwrap it, let's see what's inside. And finally, what is it? Can you guess? Oh, I know what this is. No, it's a stick. No? Take your blindfolds off. Oh, what's that? It's a torch to help you in the dark. Thanks, Jonathan and Christian. Actually, maybe that wasn't a good example of how we get on in the dark. Lots of confusion, <laughs> lots of stumbling, lots of tripping up. I thought it would be a good idea. Do you know that scientists have actually looked into what we would be like if we lived for very long in the dark? I've got a scientist's report here. Would you like to hear it? Quick change. <laughs> Scientist report coming up. It says here, the first thing is, you'd get freezing cold if you lived underground without sunshine. Next thing is, there'll be no vitamin D, which means, anyone know? Bones would suffer. You get rickets. Oh dear. Your eyes would only see in black and white because the cones wouldn't work. It would only be the rods. Sleep would be affected. One man who spent four months underground came out thinking it was May and it was only February. You completely lose all sense of time and you can't sleep properly either. Apparently, you put on weight because you eat too much. <laughs> Some of us do that with the sun shining. <laughs> Apparently, you'll be fed up and really moody. Scientists looked at the lives of people who spend six months of their life in darkness, who live inside the Arctic Circle, and that's what they found. More moodiness. The mind starts to play tricks on you, and you think you see things that aren't really there. Sounds spooky to me. And then SAD happens. Does anyone know what SAD stands for? Seasonal Affective Disorder. Does anyone know what that means? You just feel grumpy the whole of the months of the year that are dark. So some of you might be in the middle of that at the moment. And apparently the most serious types of crime happen when it's dark. So, maybe it's not a good idea to be living without sunshine because we're really, really unhealthy when that happens. Uh, did you know that the Bible tells us that when we live away from God, it's as if we're living in darkness? And the Bible talks about death as this final place and it casts a huge shadow right across the world, right across lives, and right into our hearts, so that we often live in darkness. And God himself lives in pure light and can't have anything to do with darkness.
Now, some of the things that happen when you're in a cave underground, like being grumpy, not being able to see properly, tripping up, and all the other things, are really harmful. When we are living as people away from God in the darkness, bad things happen in our lives too. They rise up out of our hearts. What are some of the things that the Bible describes as acts or deeds of darkness? What sort of things does the Bible say happens and comes out of our hearts when we live away from God? Jealousy, absolutely. Any more? Lying, cheating, abuse, hatred, <coughs> anger and violence, cheating on your partner, loving parties and getting drunk and couldn't caring, caring about others, and even worse, things like murder. These are all the things that come from us living away from God in the shadow of death. But you know, God who lives in pure light doesn't want us to continue. So he had a plan that he would send a light to dispel the darkness. And that is what Christmas is all about, the arrival of light. Can we have our first slide up? Now, God said in advance to lots of people, and I've just got three that I'm going to mention here, that the light was going to come into the world and begin to dispel darkness. There we go. Isaiah. Isaiah lived about six, seven hundred, eight hundred years before the light came. And this is what he said. The people... Walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Seven, eight hundred years before it happened, God showed Isaiah what his plan was. Another person, Malachi, he lived about 400 years before God's plan came into fruition. He said... But for you who revere my name or fear my name, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in his rays or his wings, some of the versions have. A sun would rise to bring healing. And another person, Zechariah. Does anyone know who Zechariah was? He was around about... 18 months before the light arrived. And he was related to Mary and Joseph. And this is what he said. The rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death. Who were these people talking about when they said the sun will rise, bringing healing? The sun will come from heaven. Who were they talking about? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. He is the one who brings healing and wholeness. He is the light who shines in the darkness of our lives and brings wholeness and healing. And I thought, what way could I really demonstrate this this morning? And I came across this video that I think really sums it all up. It's a picture of the world in darkness. 
How are we going to get it to play? Yes. Ooh. The world, a place of darkness, very few, few people fearing God. And then God starts to share his heart with people, saying one day, one day, the people in darkness will see a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light is dawning. Can you see it coming? But for you who revere my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its rays. The rising sun will come from heaven and will shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death. And who is this rising sun? Who is this who comes from heaven to bring healing? His name is Jesus Christ. Brilliant, an amazing, amazing event. When Christ arrives, as he grows up, he says these words. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And you know, it's a shame because the Bible tells us also, people love darkness rather than light. And why? Because the way they live is evil. It's like lifting a slab of stone and seeing all the creatures running for cover because they don't like the light. But praise God this morning, the light has come, Jesus Christ, and he wants to bring healing and wholeness into your life. He wants to shine his light into the dark places of your life. So where there is badness, he wants to bring forgiveness. Let's put up that last verse. Zechariah, we quoted earlier. This is what he said. He wants to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. And then goes on to talk about Jesus Christ being the Son from heaven. So this morning, there's a challenge. If you're feeling, my life is full of darkness, I don't know the light of Christ in my life. Hello, Edith. Then there's an invitation to you this morning. I'm going to pray a prayer in a moment where you can ask for forgiveness. Ask God to shine the light of Christ into your life and to know his forgiveness. So let's just bow our heads as I close. Let's pray a prayer together. And I'll leave gaps in between. If you want to pray as a whisper or in your own heart this prayer, then that would be great. Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you that you are the light of the world.
I thank you, Jesus, you're able to forgive sin and shine your light into my life. I admit that my life has been full of darkness and all sorts of terrible things. So King Jesus, forgive me now. Come and fill me and be the light of my life. I ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And if that's been your prayer, then can I really encourage you? I'll be around the front at the end. Come and grab me and grab one of these Why Christmas booklets. It just unpacks in a little more detail the message of Christmas and the story about Jesus, the light of the world. Thank you very much, John.